Hello, hello, and welcome to the True Growth Podcast. Oh my goodness, have I got a show for you today. I am going to be joined by the wonderful Mark Gracie. As you know, all through July, we are talking about strength and building influence. I like to bring you mindset, strategy, and tools to help you gain in your business because for you, success is the only way forward. Building your confidence enables you to take those courageous steps that you want to take in your business. But I don't know about you, but sometimes there are things I just want to avoid. There are parts of my business that I really just don't ever seem to have time for. And if I'm honest, a lot of them are to do with paperwork. Now, I'm sure I'm not unusual in this which is why I wanted to bring Mark onto the show, because Mark's specialism, (laughs) for all of you UK listeners, is GDPR. That stands for the General Data Protection Regulations. And for anyone who's in the Europe or the UK listening, you'll know all about this because those regulations changed quite recently and we all had to get very serious about data compliance and taking care of the information that we collect about our customers. And to be fair, that's only right, isn't it? People entrust us with their valuable data. It's on us to make sure that remains safe and we only use it for the purpose of which it was intended. But oh my goodness, bureaucracy, regulations, do I have time for that in my business? Well, as I said, um, hands up here, it's not my favourite topic. But once you've done it, once you've really dug in and looked at those dark corners where you really have just been avoiding, you're going to feel so much better because whatever you're avoiding drains on you. It pulls you back and holds you down. So to lighten your load, face up to those fears. <laughs> I remember a while ago listening to a book, um, uh, reading a book, sorry, called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Uh, by, I think the author's name was Suzanne Jeffers. Anyway, it was a brilliant book, but most of all, the title sticked with me. So I know now if I'm avoiding something, I need to take a little bit of personal time out, have a little chat with myself, work out what it is, and then find out a way of getting it done. So I brought Mark on today to show you that, you know, (laughs) these guys who are into compliance, they're human too. He's going to be here very shortly. I guess I'll go over and greet him. Of course, we are still in full lockdown here. So this is going to be a virtual meeting. We're going to be meeting over Zoom. But I'm going to head over there now and welcome Mark. And um, hey, I hope you're going to enjoy this one. It's going to be a cracker. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips, and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. 
Oh, I've just remembered, just before I go and grab Mark, just a little update here from vivallen.com HQ. Very, very exciting. I'm sure you're aware that I ran a epic competition for a scholarship place to work with me one-to-one. And guess what? Yes, I have got a fantastic scholar that I'm working with. And what we're going to do is bring for you one episode per month where we're going to have a monthly review and we're going to record that session live and package it all up for you guys so that you can go along the journey with my client too as she goes through all the challenges and the wins of six-month coaching package and also see her business pivot and transform during this extraordinary unprecedented time This is a time for growth. I believe that in my absolute heart. And if your business isn't growing, if you're not growing, you're just standing still. And then, my love, I feel like you're just not alive. So that's going to be a really exciting development for you. And also, I believe by the time you guys are listening to this anyway, that shop I've been promising you is well and truly open. So make sure you head over to vivallen.com and take a look around. Okay, I'm going to go get Mark now. Well, hello, Mark. It's great to have you here on the show. As I said to my listeners earlier, just before you arrived, I'm really excited about having you on the show as a guest. I can't wait to get started. Um, Mark, a little bit of bio for Mark. Mark began working in the internet industry in the 1990s when he joined Demon Internet and helped set up their commercial web sales and support team. This was early days of the web, requiring lots of knowledge and programming. From here, Mark set up one of the UK's first network abuse teams, which he led into a 15-year career in internet regulation, dealing with everything from internet content liability to data protection and police liaison, responsible for ensuring internal compliance and influencing external stakeholders. He's worked with the government and advised our House of Lords on internet policy, as well as influencing outcomes on a number of pieces of regulation. And he's chaired trade bodies for internet security, sitting on the board of the Internet Watch Foundation. Mark is a clever man. He has a computer science degree and a master's in computer and communications law. He's worked with major corporates like Demon Internet, Cable and Wireless and Vodafone. So Mark, welcome to the show. Great. Well, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Um, I think I might have done one or two. I did a radio show with somebody um, locally um, a couple of years ago, but um, I haven't really done that much. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's such a different experience. And before um, we got into the coronavirus and the lockdown and everything, I used to actually do these sessions in person, which was great fun because we could sit around and have a cup of tea <laughs> and, right. and yeah. a bit of a chat. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've done one in person, I think one recording in person. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think I've done any remotely, actually. So today, what I'd like to, to share with the listeners is a little bit about you and your journey and how you came to be running your own business, but also okay. to help them really get a view for what it's like to be a business owner, particularly in these times. I mean, you're really experienced in what you do. 
Um, but we were chatting the other day, funny enough, about GDPR. And um, what really struck me and what I thought the listeners might really um, appreciate and, and really get quite a lot of value from listening to your story is just about how it's so easy to become an ostrich. <laughs> At these times and to avoid the yeah. things that we feel like we don't want to dig into. So um, let's just start though, Mark. Tell, tell us what um, what inspired you to start up your own business? Um, well, I've been working in as an employee of me- many different businesses. Um, yeah, completely actually in, in the telecoms and internet sector. And um, I left, left my last employment I mean, there was lots of consolidation within the industry and so lots of businesses. So I I sort of changed jobs quite a lot, but actually I ended up working for essentially the same employer because of consolidation of the market and and obviously businesses let um, employees go and stuff like that. But anyway, I ended up leaving in 2014, um, took some time out, went on holiday with my wife and thought I'm going to give setting up my own business as as the, the next step of my career journey. Um, I not something I'd ever done before and I had a good idea about what I wanted to do um, if I'm totally honest what I started out doing wasn't really what wasn't wasn't really what I probably ultimately wanted to do but it was something different and in in retrospect you know was was a much harder challenge than I thought it was going to be and then uh, four years ago the general data protection regulation was published and I I I kind of morphed my business into being more about a GDPR consultancy. And uh, yeah, so in the six year period that I've been in self-employment, four of that has been about data protection and privacy compliance, which is what I was doing in the telecoms and internet business. So it made a lot of sense and was was very easy for me to pick up and run, uh, run with in terms of a business. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying there, I'm, it's something about it was really challenging at the beginning, those first that first year or so of your business, until you found your niche, your niche, you know, like where yes. you could really use your specialism and all the skills you'd gained in that whole career in telecoms. It's amazing how you know being able to see that now clearly, but what you know you weren't conscious that that choice was going to have to because obviously that that legislation came in that sort of open that window of opportunity for you is that how you see it um yeah so i, I mean i've had had a career spanning 15 to 20 ish years working in the internet industry but dealing primarily with regulation data protection was a significant part of that and and in the telecoms industry there's lots of other kind of data related bits of legislation and regulation which um i uh, was involved in as well as as other internet, particularly internet content um, regulation. Uh, but when I, I left, I basically started in the internet industry in the mid nineties. So, you know, in the early days, um, I think I got involved in a company um, not that long after Tim Berners-Lee had invented the World Wide Web. And so it was really early days. And I had this self-taught learning of the technology, but a, 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 at a really, ground roots level so I understood how the servers worked and the technology and, and in fact my background is 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 as a techie I have a computer science degree and that really was sort of starting my career off in the internet industry and then that morphed into actually being around uh, internet law and, and regulation so when I left I thought actually I can make use of all the stuff I know and understand about how websites work how social media works and the benefits that, that can bring to businesses 
and, and talk about digital strategy and work with businesses around um, how they can benefit from being online. And then when GDPR came in, I was able to sort of twist that slightly into actually saying, well, you might have the best website in the world or you might be doing the kind of marketing that you want to do, but your business will only survive if that marketing uh, is compliant or your the way you're managing your business um, data is is compliant and you know you can have the web best website in the world but if it gets hacked and your data your customer data gets accessed then that's a data breach and you've got to consider all of these kind of things and that became a, a much easier sort of almost unique spin on on what digital strategy is about and and eventually um, I didn't do any of the digital strategy stuff and I started focusing purely on the thing that actually I've got the the, the most experience with yeah that is so true isn't it i think like when anybody starts up a business it's a it's definitely how to refine the offer you know and 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 really find like your groove your zone like when you're actually excited i mean you, you can't see this guys but mark's got a poster behind him that says eat sleep gdpr repeat so he obviously loves his <laughs> subject <laughs> What difference did it make to your family, though, that you uh, made this shift into having your own business? So it was, you know, I, th I think it's, you know, it's a challenge. I needed my wife to be um, particularly brought into the concept. My my children were grown up, and uh, yeah, they were, so they were grown up enough for it not to, you know, don't have to worry about schooling too much or anything like that. I, and working from home wasn't an issue because actually um, I'd spent I've been working from home since the uh, late nineties anyway, even though as an employee. Um, so it was quite easy to get into the groove of working. And, and certainly when I started working from home for my employer, it was important for them to make sure that it was working. So I, I had to be totally invested in it working. So I had the right um, framework, the right state of mind, and I had everything around me that I needed. So in that regard, it was quite easy to just start and set up my business and, and work from home. And I still work from home now. I, I guess the the biggest worry, as it is probably for everybody, and you know, and the current coronavirus crisis is sort of bringing that to the head again, is always the financial ramifications. Because you know, I have a mortgage, I have a family to look after. You know, we want to go on holidays, we want to have nice things, and all those kind of things, and. When you're starting from nothing, and, I, and I, I lived down in Dorset, and I'd always worked away in the sense of my the business I worked for in Scotland or in London, nobody knew me down here. So I was going from you know pretty much zero to needing people to understand I was there and I was offering services, let alone the, the struggles of finding customers, getting them to buy into, you know, trusting you to, to do the best thing by them and all that kind of thing. I mean, I just want to, that's so, um, it's so interesting because there's a couple of things that came up there for me in what you were saying. One is how important it is to have your office set up. So you work from home, you're getting the buy-in from your family members, making sure that the, the environment, including your relationships are supportive of that decision. I think that's something which, you know, I just... Was there something that for you, um, was it a conversation that you had? Was it a deal that you made? I mean, what? how would you guys have known if, hey, this wasn't working? What was the sort of stop point? Well, it was it was the holiday I had with my wife, actually. Um, we, went, we went away. We had plenty of time to sort of reflect on everything. And, and you know, I said to her, look, you know, something like – so I, I'd faced, actually, job at risk quite a few times through my career, and I'd always thought – 
there may be an option here to, to set up my own business. So it wasn't kind of a surprise to my wife, I guess. But, you know, I, I owe a lot of thanks to my wife because she supported me in this journey that I wanted to go on. And yeah, the first couple of years were, were really tough. And, and, and um, you know, if I'm honest, if it wasn't for GDPR coming along and me being able to actually switch my product offering around, you know, I, I think, you know, it would have continued to be a struggle. But what I had was I had, you know, a, I was able to talk about data protection from the days when the 1998 Act came into play. So I wasn't just jumping on the bandwagon. And I think a lot of people saw that there was a lot of uh, individuals or organizations that suddenly saw GDPR as an opportunity, but had no backstory to it. And also that, uh, I, you know, I had this experience that I could work with before that worked because I was the responsible person for data protection in a very data heavy internet company at the time. Um, plus the whole uh, ability to take GDPR and present it to people who already knew who I was because I'd been growing my business in Dorset. And, you know, so I became known as the Dorset GDPR guy because people in the local area, the business community, which I operated in for my, uh, for what I was doing before, knew that actually they could come and talk to me. And because a lot of what I was doing before was marketing related and a lot of the worries of businesses at the time were around marketing data and, you know, consent particularly, you know, it was it was easy for people to go, oh yeah, I know Mark, he's this guy that's been doing this and now he's talking about GDPR and it looks like um, he can fix our problems for us. So yeah, so it's sort of, even though the first two years were, were hard and difficult, it served me well in the long run because when I found that niche that people wanted to, you know, I, they had a pain point and I was there to help fix them. They knew me and they could approach me and not worry that um, they were risking, you know, fin financially spending money with somebody that I didn't, didn't really know. Yeah. I mean, the whole month of July, we are, I, I focus all of the, um, the sessions and all of my social media and everything around a different topic each month, which follows the 12 step program that my um, coaching clients go through with me. So for July, we're talking about strength and building influence. And I think what you've just described there for everyone it is that journey from stranger to fan. And you've done it in a, in a, you know, one, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but you know, like you say, that groundwork of, of putting that first, those first feelers out into the local marketplace getting people to know who you are, establishing a reputation, and then setting up, you know, your influence by being able to say, hang on a minute, I'm an expert in this. I've been dealing with this since like when the first act came out in 1998. And then people being able to recognize that. So that whole business journey is, I'm, we would call it from going from stranger to fan, you know, where people were then able to go, hey, Mark's the man, he knows this. And that's just such an important part of the business journey. But I love that you're so honest about the fact that it didn't happen overnight. I think a lot of the stuff mm. you see in social media, you'd think that, you know, people set up a business today and tomorrow they're making 100000 a month, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it's really about building a solid business um, with getting the foundations right. Like you say, getting the, your environment set up, getting the, you know, people important in your life bought into it and then working away in a consistent fashion. Yeah, and and I I can see that as being one of the challenges this year with with you know the coronavirus and the lockdown is, you know that the awareness that people know that you are still there. Sorry, your awareness, other people's awareness even that you're still around and you're still there to help them if they they need that help. 
you know, is very similar to that kind of situation because everybody is under a strain and a stress right now and, and have been for the last three months. And, and yeah, I can see that there's a, a similarity there in terms of just making sure that people know that, you know, if they've got the time to do the GDPR work, then, then I'm still here to help them. And, um, yeah, that, that familiarity, as you say, helps. Well, I think, and it's, you know, yeah, and it's also it's having the time. It's like, what do we choose to focus on, you know, and and it can be, I don't know about you, but I must admit, if I've got a list of 10 things to do, I will pick the easiest thing and do that first. You know, it's taken me a long time to train myself to reduce that list to three very important things and know that all the other stuff will get done once I get the what I call the frogs done first. So... For me, GDPR would be in, I'm afraid, Mark, in that pile of frogs <laughs> because I would rather avoid doing something that for me just sounds like, oh, just heavy compliance. Oh, I don't know. It's a lot of stuff I don't know. And, I, you know, that's just, a, oh, yeah, it's, I have to eat a great big piece of frog to, <laughs> to do that. But I do find the same thing can be with coaching, bizarrely, because, you know, it's, people know that they're not getting the growth that they want or they know that like you discovered, you know, I've got to pivot my business here. You saw the opportunity with the GDPR coming and you pivoted and your flexibility in that really shines through. People know that this is still an opportunity for growth. So you can, you know, it depends on your own circumstances, but if you're in a, in a position where you have got a bit of extra time, you've maybe even found yourself bizarrely, um, like, you know, with a bit more money because you're not spending it on going out or going on holidays or putting fuel in the car. You know, this is the time to really be investing in your growth, the growth for your business and for yourself. Um, yeah. But I equally know that it's so people were just like, oh, well, mm, well, oh, don't want to go there because it's going to be hard work. What do you say to people? How do you encourage them that this is something that really is accessible to them? The, the, the biggest thing is to say, well, actually, you know, don't worry about it. I can take care of that for you. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of free advice out there, but, you know, it's only surface level stuff and it's actually the nitty-gritty and it's the nitty-gritty of GDPR compliance that gets me excited because it's talking to a client in an area that I might not know nothing uh, anything about in terms of the product or service they offer but the underlying GDPR issues will be very similar but when they get slightly nuanced because they're working in a slightly different way there's no amount of free advice out there that will be able to interpret that for you and that's why I'm here to to make the legislation seem reasonable and understandable so explaining things in a simple way but also helping you do the work if you need the work being done so I can take away the, the worry about you know well I'm not sure I'm going to get this right I don't really understand and I don't want to be doing it well I, I find it exciting and enjoyable so that's why I do it and that's you know that's my job and that's why I do it as a job and um, so I can take that away um, for you but I think the key things are you know being being available and being able to help people when they need that help. And that might be once in a blue moon, or it might be because they need to sort of knuckle down and get on and do something because they're not sure that they've done the right thing. Yeah, it's about being able to offer what, what, your, uh, what your customer wants, you know, which is what business is all about, isn't it? Absolutely. That, that's really true. Just being able to offer what your customer wants and tailoring that offering to their specific needs like you I get super excited working with clients that they you know they're working in different industries from mine and when you get into the nitty-gritty because 
the underlying principles of business and also from a psychology i mean as a counselor my you know my background is in the psychology of what prevents us from taking the action that we need to do we know we need to do it but why don't we do it do it how do we break that down and I, like you say i love getting into that stuff and i'm able to take that sort of helicopter view and help people really see that you know there's nothing to be frightened of here we can do this there are no saber-toothed tigers out there <laughs> Yeah, it, it always amazed me. I, I used to do lots of, uh, well, I still do do lots of talks. Um, and, I, you know, I, I was invited to speak at different events and things. And people would always come up to me after and say, that was really helpful, but I really need somebody to help me. Do you know anybody that can? And I, I thought, well, I've just stood here for an hour and explained to you how GDPR works. Of course I can help you, you know. That, you know so I think that, that for, for a lot of people, the key thing is not just having that baseline understanding, which is, is best practice anyway but also having somebody they can fall back on to, to, to get on and do the work for them so that they don't have to worry about it. And they can focus just as, just as any business should be looking at, you know, maybe outsourcing administrative stuff or accountancy to an accountant. You know, it's about the compliance stuff, um, outsourcing that and relying on somebody to do it. And, uh, yeah, getting, that, getting it across that I can be there for them when they need it is, you know, a key part of my business. Absolutely. So all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. So what are you doing? What do you, what's your favourite time, you know, to, way to spend me time? What do you like to do? Are we talking lockdown or pre-lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about, about let's talk about both. Um, well, I suppose that there's an element of uh, a, a bit of the same answer to both, to be honest, if I think about it. Um, I like spending time with my, uh, with my family and, you know, um, spending time with my wife and I've got grandchildren as well so I like spending time with them live near the beach so you know going for walks and yeah just just having fun outside of those sort of family things uh F1 Formula One I like um watching the Formula One big fan of Lewis Hamilton of course that's all been put on hold so I'm waiting for that to restart in July and I'm not quite sure what that might look like but um yeah looking forward to that and probably the same answer that most people give movies I like uh, like like going to the cinema I like watching movies can't go to the cinema right now but you can still watch movies oh my goodness so in all the ups and downs of your business and all the twists and turns that it takes and pivoting to new things and like you say learning to adapt to the new situation that we're in right now can you share with the listeners like one of your biggest lessons or maybe one of your biggest work wins that you feel that really helped advance your business and keep you sane yeah i think and i, I mean i hope this doesn't sound too cliche because i know that this is what lots of people say it's it's you know don't sweat the small stuff and focus on getting just just do it I think is probably the the thing that certainly at the moment and I, I you know I do sometimes go down a rabbit hole of being trying to be doing everything just right and you know I have online resources and there's so much more I could do with that but actually I need people to actually be on the platform to to to, to benefit it and um, finding that balance um, and probably having some structure in my day as well um, around what I'm doing and, and that expands out into a week or even a month you know it's very easy to get overloaded with networking one-to-ones and then realize that you're not actually getting through the work that you need to get done this month um, as well. So trying to sort of uh, structure your working day, not to, to, to sort of flog yourself um, with an inch of your 
you know, of exhaustion because you've started at eight o'clock in the morning, finished at eight o'clock at night and, uh, you know, just about have enough energy to uh, eat your dinner and then go to sleep. It's, it's about thinking positively about looking after yourself as much as your business, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've Sorry, said I, some... I, no, you said some really great things. There. I think I've picked up at least three great tips. One is like, don't sweat the small stuff. Love that book. <laughs> yeah, right. The other one is just do it. Yeah, I also like Nike, but other brands are available. But yeah, such yeah. a thing, isn't it? That's I call them frogs, but I love that. Just do it. The other thing you said about balancing your day. It's so important to, like you say, not spend all your energy networking or all your energy doing the background admin, you know, balancing your day up. Um, and, and I... It doesn't matter what time you've got available for your business because a lot of my listeners have uh, worked very part-time because they have family commitments. And um, I am always saying, you know, just break, even if you've got an hour, break it down into segments, you know, like think about your mindset, do some mindset work. Think about your messaging, you know, just so that people know you, like you say, make sure people still know you're there. Think about some sales activity, you know, what you could do, whether it's just one email to a prospect, you know, just some sales... And then the next bit, of course, think about your self-care. Like you said, there's no point in working eight to late and then collapsing in a heap at the end of the day. So I love that you've yeah. said all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I realised I started off saying the one thing and I ended up giving you about three. But uh, yeah. <laughs> We like to I, give I lots of value I, on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, during, during the, the panic peak of GDPR, when it, when it was sort of coming into the May 2018 deadline, you know, I, I was working nearly 10 hour days and six days a week, but that, you know, that was, that was an opportunity that I wanted to take. And, and, you know, and, and that was a decision that, that I had made and, you know, I did it with the support of my wife as well. But now I take bank holidays, I take weekends, I don't work all night and, and things like that, because I think it's important, even though, you know, sometimes there's that feeling of guilt that I could be, rather than sat here watching telly, I could be doing something productive for my business. You actually need that winding down and watching telly or that going for a walk or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that is, I mean, that's so funny, isn't it? We all think that sitting there watching telly is not productive. Well, actually recharging your batteries is productive. You know, that's, yeah. it's such an important part to being able to sustain for the long, you know, for the long game and not getting burnt out. I mean, uh, part of what inspired me to set up the coaching and counselling business was because I got very close to, well, I pretty much had my own breakdown and I would want any day to encourage somebody to have the breakthrough. You don't have to break down to break through, but getting the support that you need. So like you don't have to have a data breach to get your GDPR sorted out. Get it sorted out before. And I'd say the same thing with, you know, looking after your well-being is so important to the long-term success and the impact that it has ultimately on your business and your family as well as you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, Mark, I've got a few more questions for you. Okay for time? Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, so what next for your business? I know you're not going to be held down because you've clearly have already evolved um, several times. So is it, what's next, do you think, coming up for you? Um. So short term, I mean, there there was, you know, a a real peak and boom in my business because of the the panic with everybody worrying about getting themselves um, straight for the deadline. Um, And I think now we've come round to the second anniversary and all of those people are suddenly realising they probably haven't necessarily looked at their GDPR compliance for for a while. So, um, you know, so there's in the short term, there's opportunities around how how that can be 
addressed. And in fact, again, you know, I, I relaunched uh, under a new brand early this year to be very more specific about, you know, and obvious about what I, I was doing. And a key part of that is, uh, well, as I've mentioned, is to continually be able to be flexible in the way that you may be pivoting your business or or looking at what you're offering. And, you know, recently I've adapted my business in a slightly different way to fit in with what's going on in the in the environment right now. You know, businesses are going online that haven't gone online before. They have a bit of spare time maybe or a bit of resource that they, they've not had because things are a little bit quieter. And, and so they are thinking about that two-year anniversary and maybe now's the time to refresh and, and uh, you know, sort of re- redo what they've done before to make sure they're still heading in the right direction. And um, so that's probably short term. Lo- longer term, I- I'm building my brands and continue to do so to, you know, uh, you know, ultimately, I want to be the, the as much as possible, the preeminent GDPR go to guy um, to be able to, to help anybody and, and grow my business to have, a, you know, a team as a service provider delivering that um, maybe, you know, in the future. Yeah, how fantastic. So, Mark, if this uh, episode has got people thinking, oh, a bit of a, yeah, I do need to probably go and have a look at my GDPR, how would they get hold of you? Where do they find out about you? Uh, best place to start is probably my website, markgracygdpr.co.uk. Contact me on LinkedIn. Um, just um, search for Mark Gracie and GDPR, and you should be able to find me there. Yeah, and we could have a chat and work out what it is that you need and how I can support you with that fantastic thank you so much so before i let you go i have got what i've introduced for this season two is i call my rapid fire questions there's only three of them that's not that bad (laughs) okay (laughs) are you ready for this yes okay okay so you're feeling challenged the fear is welling up in the pit of your stomach what do you do i usually go for a walk walk the dog brilliant okay love that love that Okay, so you talked that you said earlier you had a love of movies, so this is going to be easier, easiest for you. What movie did you watch or big box set have you binged on recently? Um, so I've been catching up on a few series, actually. I, I'm currently binge watching The Last Kingdom, which is over on Netflix. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan, so I'm, I'm winding up to uh, catching up on all of the Star Wars stuff um, on Disney+. Plus. fantastic yes star wars love all that and then the final question for you what is on your bedside table or a nightstand Uh, an alarm clock right yeah looking at your office like a little window into your office i can tell everybody that it's very spick and span yeah Uh, the bit that you can see is yeah (laughs) all around here in front of uh, in front of the screen maybe not so much but uh, (laughs) Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Mark, to share this time with you. And I'm sure that everyone's gained a lot from the experiences that you've shared about pivoting your business, about challenges, about really niching down into getting to your specialism, using that your expertise to build your influence and drawing on your strengths that you've got around you, both in terms of your environment and supportive family members, but also from you know knowing what you're good at. And that's fantastic. You know what sets you on fire. (laughs) Yes, thanks. Yeah. Great. Well, I hope that that Formula One is a joy to watch, even though there are no spectators. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks once again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really hope you enjoyed that episode today with Mark Gracie, GDPR expert extraordinaire. 
I hope you saw the window into Mark's business and how he really has used his skills to serve many people who really, quite frankly, don't want to know about the compliance Yet it's such an important part of our business to ensure that we are taking care of the data that we are, you know, people entrust in us. And so it's really important that we do the, some of the yucky stuff in the business too. Mark also shared with us his top tips for working from home and running a successful business. So fantastic that before he decided to take his major life decision, he engaged with his wife and they had went for a walk and a holiday and chatted it through. So she was 100% behind him. That's really important to have your team in your camp. Whether you're in a relationship or you're living alone, make sure you build your team as you build your business. So though you have people in your camp too. And if, my love, you don't have anyone in your camp right now, then let me be that person for you. I can help you with that. Mark also talked about the really important things about self-care and how when he's feeling fearful, when that feeling is building up in the pit of his stomach, his go-to is to go for a walk. I love that, that he sets himself out and takes a bit of time out to reframe and compose his mind and his thoughts around that challenge that he's facing so that he can go back, feel the fear and do it anyway. His motto is just do it. I love you to do more of what you love with who you love every single day. So my lovelies, until next time, enjoy. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? 